this is Elise, and you're tuned in to UCSC Slugcast. Last week, you heard part one of our Tuanas interview series, where I sat down with members of the Tuanas Press Collective. For those of you joining us for the first time, Tuanas was founded in 1979 on the UC Santa Cruz campus. And while much of their work today looks like art and journalism focusing on the struggles of people of color, they have fairly radical roots in the foundation of UC Santa Cruz, pushing for the development and employment of a third world and Native American studies program on campus. Last week, we talked about these roots and also about art as a tool of liberation, specifically as a tool against colonialism and as a form of self-expression. Here are members Andrea, Leslie, and Galilea to introduce themselves. Great, um, I'm Galilea. I am a Tuana signer. Um, I use she, hers pronouns. Um, I'm a literature major with a concentration in creative writing and I'm a second year. And hello everyone, my name is Leslie. I'm a first year uh, majoring in community studies, pronouns she, her, and I'm a Tuana signer as well. And I'm super happy to be here. Hey, <laughs> uh, my name is Andrea. I use she, they pronouns as well. I am a Tuana signer. This is my second or third year being a signer. For this episode, I wanted to focus on an event that Tuanas held earlier this month, an unpacking intergenerational trauma workshop, where BIPOC were invited to meet with speakers and learn to honor ancestors through healing. That project started in the summer of 2020. I had attended that workshop facilitated by um, an, a UCSC alumni in, uh, I don't some time ago, two, uh, like two years ago. And it had, it messed me up. <laughs> like, yeah, I had heard about intergenerational trauma, but I had never had anybody hold my hand and walk me through it and, you know, kind of teach me about my own trauma um, or like even talk about their intergenerational trauma. We were like, let's just hire them and, you know, let's figure it out. And we did. And I don't know, it was really beautiful experience. Do you guys want to talk about um, how it went for you guys? Yeah, no, I think it was like an experience for all of us. Like, oh my God, intergenerational trauma, you know, it's kind of like a newer concept. Like I found out about it, at least epigenetics through like that show, Dear White People. And then I got super into it. (laughs) No, like actually like it's super new and like kind of like this like hipper, you know, concept that like people are exploring now. But also I think it's like super important. The idea that like trauma can be passed through your DNA and that like what you experience is not just your experience. It's like the experience of your mother and father and, you know, all the ancestors behind you. So for me, that part was like definitely stressed. Um, Lauren and David are facilitators, the alum that um, Andrea mentioned, just did such a great job in like explaining and like promoting self-love as a way to like connect with the people that came behind you. You know, like the phrase, like I heal myself, I heal everyone behind me. You know, like, like the trauma, the the negative behaviors that like, I learned stop with me, right? So that when, you know, for the future generation, they can like rest a little easier. Of course, like traumatic events are gonna happen as they've been happening, you know, like this generation is crazy. Um, The world is like going like a million, it feels like so fast sometimes. So 
I'm not saying like it's, you know, I'm healed. Healing is like a forever process, but I think like definitely learning like movement. Um, there was like tapping exercises, which I know like I saw yesterday, even like somebody posted about it as like a way to deal with like stress and anxiety. Um, and just like, yeah, a lot of like great, good, positive energy, um, lots of affirmations that kind of like dealt with ancestors. Like I think one of them at the end was like, I am, I am capable of like, hmm, I'm a like, a, oh, I am a vessel for liberation or something like that. You know, like you yourself are liberating all these folks behind you. Um, so that was like really like my main takeaway. Like I could analyze and self-analyze all the my issues, you know, like forever. And I could talk about like, you know, like my identity, but like, I actually have to start tackling the negative things that come from that identity at some point and like stop the cycle. Um, so yeah, that was for me how it went and went well. Yeah, and similar to like what Andrea and Kali shared, um, a big like takeaway for me just from like the workshop and like just from talking with it, about it with them, with Lauren and David, um, was like your reaction to like structural oppression and like just to like the effects of like trauma and like what comes with it and like we went through and like I specifically remember this like we went through like the yeah the reactions to structural oppression and it was like um forgetting pretending lying uh I think one of them was like losing your voice and like stop stop feeling something like that there's just a lot of different things and all of those things like we all resonated with and just the fact that we all resonated with it and we're like oh yeah you know like there's a lot of times where you just try to push this past of like your own family history or your like just even within your immediate family that you're like yeah no like I don't want to um, focus on that and like or just feeling like you don't have a voice in a lot of places uh, sometimes even in your own family because it's like so pushed down that it's uh, you become kind of like you're floating in this space of like I don't even know what to call it but you're, it feels like you're just floating and like um, feels very like a loss of identity sometimes and them just acknowledging that like all of that's valid and that those are real like it's real like basically that intergenerational trauma is real um, is like a really was a major point for me at least like a big takeaway for me and even like within the breakout rooms when with my group we talked a lot about that like they're like I'm not crazy they're like I'm basically not crazy they're like like yeah like I, I don't understand what to call the actual name but like they're like yeah like I do feel that way but because we don't talk about it enough or like even person of color to person of color like there's no like hey like do you feel this way and like because we're just all trying to like deny it and like keep going through our lives so I feel like um it was just a very healing relatable space for everybody and and just in that we were like healing just by like talking about it and being like I feel that way too and like you feel that way I feel that way too and <clears throat> a big another big one was like the Sankofa at the very end it was like let go do you guys remember it means like to return and to go back. I think it's like oh, yeah. to go back and get it, literally. Like, yeah. and it's like a, Sankofa is like a, it's like a bird 
coming mm -hmm. kind of coming back and like grabbing an egg um so yeah that's like kind of like the symbol they chose for this i never even heard of that before so i was like oh like return go look and seek like you sometimes it feels like you can't like you can't return and you're like no i gotta keep pushing forward like there's all these quotes of like don't look back just keep going forward and it's like no like you can't do that like you kind of do have to look back so that you can go forward because like in just like in your past in itself uh there's like a whole history you have to understand in a sense that is the heart and soul of tuanas looking back to look forward understanding the past to heal the future and present we're the ones breaking this intergenerational trauma within Santa Cruz and our own families. I asked them a bit more about their creative process at Tuanas and what they hope their vision will be for this coming year. Love, especially. Um, like, yeah, we have been focusing on love because like, I at least used to like, not like, like the, the love is radical, but it is, it totally is radical. Like it's, completely like if everybody just like admitted that like we just needed to like love each other a little more and like love ourselves then like the world would be a very different place and of course that sounds like very like oh like uh, very like hippy dippy but like it's true <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it does sound like oh love unifies all but it is what we're like kind of like at least focusing for this issue and then of course like everything that's been happening we have our blm statement um that's going to be published there that we posted as well um, and yeah, so just like, I wanted to like give kind of like a little sneak peek into that, which will hopefully be done by the end of the year, but you know, like it, it is also like for anybody that hopefully listens to this, like no experience required. I came in completely not knowing anything, just like with all my thoughts, you know, like I want to, <laughs> you know, all my thoughts about like race <laughs> and gender and all this stuff that I really wanted to talk about. And I found this space. So like, as long as you have that, as long as you want to talk about being BIPOC as long as you want to like or even if you don't want to if you just want to like listen and that's what we're here for I think and that's like the main thing like the space to talk about these issues and read about them um, it's been a crazy year man this has been the strangest time to be a student be a person be an organizer be an artist any just any identity that you hold um but who knows what it's gonna look like next year i mean i know the, i feel like the only thing that i do know at this point is that whatever we're gonna be doing it's gonna be fun <laughs> you know just because i feel like we've had some i mean i can only speak for myself but i feel i've had so much fun working with the the people that i have been work like had the pleasure to work with it has truly been such a blessing to have been connected to godly and lovely and sweet lovely this year it's a really challenging thing to pick up the legacy of Thonas and keep it going in, in a way that is authentic and has integrity and, and, you know, like all the other things I addressed at the beginning of our conversation, like that ego, man, it gets in the way of a lot of stuff. Uh, it gets in the way. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, everybody has an ego. Everybody, like ego is necessary. It helps us to make the connection between what's going on inside our brain and what's going on outside. But it's just so easy because of the content that we interact with. Like we're talking about colonialism. We're talking about genocide. We're talking about trauma. Like these are things that are very painful to address, not only on the individual scale, but as a community, as a collective, as an organization in 
an institution that actively tells us like we don't like you we don't respect you you know and like I don't know it's just it's a strange it's a strange experience but what I was saying before is that we we were really really putting a call out to the universe just please send us some ambitious creative motivated young people and that's literally what we got That's it for this episode of Slugcast. I want to give a huge thank you to Galilea, Andrea, and Leslie who took the time to speak with me about the history and future of their organization. Be sure to check out their social media and their website to stay tuned to all the awesome things they're doing on the UC Santa Cruz campus. This is Elise signing off.